Hello and welcome to CigarCast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We are recording live from Crown Cigars and Ales here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm your Smoke Master General, Mr. Trey Devin. I'm joined, as I am every week, by Mr. Shane Reeves. So, I need to delve into your other career besides Smoke Master General. Uh-huh. On my way up here tonight, a guy calls me and says, Is this Shane with Keller Williams? I said, Yes. Are you familiar with Alexa and Siri? I said, yes. He said, 58% of people are looking for listings on Alexa and Siri now. I said, hold on a minute. I said, you're telling me 58% of people are saying, hey, Alexa, find me a realtor? <laughs> and it, um, so he starts all over again. Right. And I said, no, you're saying six out of ten houses now, tonight, are going to be looking for realtors via voice call. I mean, do, hey, honey, sit by Alexa with a pad and write down what I say. That's much better than typing it in. Right. I said, yeah. are you aware that your math is ludicrous at best? At, at best and patently false at worst. And so in true telemarketer fashion, he starts from the beginning again. Oh, right. So I start from the beginning again. And finally he said, well, can we agree that somebody's doing it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best, like, drop-back position I've ever heard, I think. I said, no. I said, you've started out your sales pitch with a bald-faced lie. You cannot expect that I'm about to do business with you henceforth. He's like that guy in the cigar shop that talks about bench-pressing 1,000 pounds, even though the world record is 897. <laughs> right. Yeah, I did a four-minute mile last night. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was having a slow night if I hadn't had that pot roast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it just, but I'm just curious, where does the telemarketer pool come from that this is, does nobody, when they're generating the script for these guys to read, say, hey, uh, folks, 58% sound a little high? <laughs> lies, damn lies, and statistics is exactly what that comes down to. This I, was all three. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the, the third tends to fall in the, the other two categories pretty often because statistics, and this is something I've built a career analyzing, can be made to say exactly whatever you want. Sure, you get a small enough sample group, but though I doubt they could find ten people that six of them looked for a realtor via Siri without some, right. some tremendous amount of effort on their part. By the way, those of you who are not listening to this in headphones and have had your robot assistant yelling at you for the last three <laughs> minutes, we apologize, <laughs> but not that much. Uh, I hate it when I'm listening to a podcast or something and they start talking about Alexa or Siri and my phones just start going nuts and my, my Alexa in my house just goes crazy. But um, yeah, somebody should have looked at that and go... You know, and the thing is, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm or I'm thinking about it, going, I don't even know how you could fudge the data to make it say that. Well, and here's the thing: if you're gonna lie, don't go up to the chick in the bar and say, "Hey, I'm David Coverdale. I'm the lead singer of White Snake." Right. Go up to the chick in the bar and say, "Hey, I played guitar for Duran Duran." Right. Because nobody's gonna look that up. Yeah, or, or, oh, yeah, I just flew here in my private jet. All right, well, let's go back to it. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, send, send it out to be polished and washed and uh, yeah, yeah, restrung. Yeah. It, it unravels very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Don't 
be too ambitious with your initial lie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, keep your initial lie. 58% of people are using Siri or Alexa. Oh, yeah, because what he's trying to do is sell me some sort of service where when they say that, Alexa will mention my name. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which I can't believe actually works under any conditions. I'm trying to think. Like, they would have to, there would have to be one person that says, yeah, there's no way it could feasibly work. No. So it, it's obviously a scam, but it's I don't mind a scam. I'm used to a scam. I have fun with with people trying to scam me because I'm not an idiot and I don't fall right. for them. But this was just a bad scam. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay, let's smoke a cigar. Yeah, so what, what does that have to do with me? And uh, Well, you do dialer type oh, stuff from okay. Thermawatchee, you know, gotcha. something like that. Yeah, I, but I don't, I don't know what the hell you do. I assumed <laughs> you're not Bob from New I, Delhi. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I, I do. I do work in contact center solutions. Yes, but there's a big difference between what I do and what those people do. In fact, fifty-eight percent. Yeah, <laughs> probably a little higher. But that, it's in fact, I was on a uh, in a meeting. That's why I was ten minutes late discussing just that sort of thing. Yeah, oh, okay. let's smoke a cigar. I've got a treat for you. Oh. Not, not really. I, it's not for you. Um, but it, it, it embraces your narcissism that I'm not going to smoke whichever cigar is chosen unless you choose it. So, okay. Um, last week, you were gracious enough to provide my cigar when I showed up. And so I didn't get to smoke the cigar that I had planned, which is the Avo Unexpected Tradition, which is the green label one with an Ecuadorian wrapper, Peruvian, and other fillers. Uh, we talked about this when they came out couple years ago uh, about how it's actually just a regular but I don't know which which of their regular line has an Ecuadorian wrapper. I was looking at the recipe on this and I'm going, I don't know that this is I don't know because that whole article, that which they did a good job of squashing that one. Yeah. I mean they paid off Charlie at Half Wheel, they paid off Aficionado, they got that they, they squashed Davidoff it li- yeah. Unlike the people that call me, they're good crooks. Right. They're at least good at being crooks. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, so the wrapper is Ecuadorian, the binder's Dominican Republic, the filler's Dominican Republic, and Peruvian. And that doesn't match any of their... So, so either they're lying about what's in here... Right. Or this one just happens to be different than all the rest. The reason or that Or it's some obscure previously released blend that they released right. four of them. And the guy writing the article well, was sweetening it, his argument. Exactly. So um, I was in a humidor the other day. This is why if, if you've got a humidor, if you've got a cigar shop in your city that packs 10 pounds of cigars into a five-pound bag, th- that's where you want to shop. Sure. This was recently put on the shelves as having been lost and forgotten about for the last two years. Sure. So this thing has two years of age on it in a perfectly humidity-controlled environment. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I never had that when it came out to begin with. The other is the new Factory Unleashed from Camacho that we talked about last week. I was at Big Boys last uh, yesterday and saw that they had it in. I was like, hey, we just talked about that. I want to give you it a shot. You Big Boys yesterday and you didn't call me? I stopped in on my way back from a TV gig. Oh, okay. Still could have called. <laughs> I, I thought about it, but I would have been in trouble if I had. It's like it's only 10 minutes from my house. Well, I could have walked in. You and I could have talked while Pop rang me up, and then I could have just been yeah. out the door. But anyway, okay. So you throw you put me in a quandary. Because I know how much you love kicking the can down the road when I have a cigar that I'm interested in. Well, there's that. There's also the, but there's the, another part of it. I've smoked the Factory Unleashed. 
Have I ever told you my opinions on the Factory Unleashed? No. Okay. I have a very, very definitive opinion on the Factory Unleashed. Okay. So I would really like you to smoke it because I want to see if you have the same experience I had. Okay. So I'm going to choose the Factory Unleashed, All even right. though it's probably not as good a cigar as the other one. Okay. I still need to chart to do the Factory Unleashed. All right. Well, that's what, so. Um, so the Factory Unleashed is Honduran uh, with an Ecuadorian wrapper. Hey, I, I still get Ecuadorian tobacco. Um, Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Nicaraguan filler and Honduran binder. So a little bit, a little bit rougher on the uptake in that recipe. So I'm smoking something. I've been sitting on this for a month. Been sitting in my humidor. And I, I bought it, and I said, I'm not going to smoke. It tastes like paper. <laughs> I'm not going to smoke it until I can smoke it with my listeners. And I, I really like to, when I smoke something for the first time, I really like to smoke it with my listeners because I think it's just a, it's just a better experience yeah. for me. And uh, this is the Cordoba Morales Season, Spring 2021 Edition. So it's set in my humidor. It's now summer. <laughs> if you've right. been outside, but I'm still smoking the Spring Edition. And uh, the um, wrapper's Cameroon, the filler's Nicaraguan and Peruvian, the binder's Ecuadorian and Habano, um, Nicaragua, rolled Nicaragua, Cordoba Morales, such a good cigar company. You know, I've been touting the Hooten Young stuff because it's actually blended by the head blender at Cordoba and Morales. Right. So I've been touting it. So I'm looking forward to this cigar. I love that label. I love That's that good. it's just, it's simple. It's just a straight white label, got a little bit of graphic on it, but just beautiful in its simplicity. I love that script too. It's like Sinatra's signature is what it reminds me of. Yeah. Just very simple. You know, you don't always have to do the naked woman holding babies on your cigar labels. You can always go. Sometimes you can do naked ladies holding guns. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) But in the events, you can't. And Sean just walked over here and realized, holy cow, it's Wednesday. What happened? (laughs) I lost Monday and Tuesday this week. How did that happen? (laughs) But (laughs) we're recording early this week, so we're throwing things into chaos around here. (laughs) But anyway, so getting ready to light this up. So you jump on our first article and you start talking about it. Companies join forces. I, I, did you not think I was taking notes when we talked about it earlier no. and actually put them in order? <laughs> oh, that faith, man, it's it's astounding. So cigar companies joined forces with Cigars for Hope. And um, so 2,000 samplers are being uh, put together um, to... Uh, um, to provide relief uh, from Tropical Storm Eta and Hurricane Iota that affected Honduras last year and had a, a, an impact of approximately about $1.8 billion in damage. So the whole idea behind this is that proceeds are going to go to people affected in those regions. Um, Oscar Val- Valladeras, uh tobacco, along with Rocky Patel, Leaf by Oscar, Nova, Cavalier, and... There was, I thought there was another one. Have taken the initiative to release a sampler box called Cigars for Hope. Okay, so pretty cool. Um, we've always said nothing nicer than cigar guys. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason I brought this article up. So the, <laughs> this is the ambush portion of the episode. Okay. The we sam- got here quick. <laughs> the sampler is available at the following retailers. I just need a thumbs up or thumbs down on the name of a couple of these retailers. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I, before we before we do that, because I'm all for this game, I I love the fact that they did this. You know, we were talking about the Limited Cigar Association or whatever it was called last week. And how we couldn't find any information on what shops those were. This is like, no, here's where you go to get it. I like that. So, Leaf and Bean. That sounds pornographic. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, see, this this shows that I I thought you would like that one. I had money on you liking that one because to me that's... I didn't say I didn't like it. To me that (laughs) says cigar and coffee. Right. You know, to me that's, instead of saying cigar and coffee, they said the Leaf and the Bean. No, I like it. Okay. And on, I'm just going to hit the high ones. Tobaccoology. I hate that. That's, that's, that's a terrible, terrible yeah. name. Well, that's right up there with the dispensaries that call themselves Weedology or Mary Janeology. Well, I knew you would hate that one. Now, this next one could go either way. The Leaf Affair Cigar Shop. I feel like. I feel like it's it's close. I don't hate it. I think they could have done something better with the theme and just taken it that next level up. Here's the thing. I have to picture me saying to my wife, hey, honey, I'm going to Stogie's tonight. Right. Hey, honey, I'm going to the Leaf Affair Cigar Company. Right. Uh, I no, know. you're not. <laughs> it, it's kind of like, you know, that say naming your dog, stand outside and yell it real loud and see how stupid it sounds. That tells you whether or not to name your dog that. Bartholomew! <laughs> yeah, kind of the, the same thing. Um, One-Eyed Jack's Fine Tobacco I Lounge. knew that was going to be the next one. <laughs> I'm good with that. Um, Do you see. think they got a cease and desist from Spielberg and trying to call it One-Eyed Willie to begin with? It had to be. had to be the exact. Okay. The Cigar Hut. I like it. I like it, too. Especially, that reminds you of smoking a cigar on the beach in Mexico, doesn't it? Oh, no. It reminds me of the Pizza Hut building, the shape of a Pizza Hut building. If I could buy an old Pizza Hut building and turn it into a cigar shop, how cool would that be? I, I know where one's for sale in, in Dixon as a house right now. I'll show it to you. <laughs> and I'll, but, you know, to me, now, if it's not in the Pizza Hut building, I'm out. Right. This needs it, but if this is in the old Pizza Hut building, and especially if on all their shirts they just cross out pizza and write cigar oh, above it, I'm in. That's, yeah, no, I think that would be the only way that, that perfectly makes sense. What is it about Pizza Hut and IHOP? Those are two buildings you can always tell what they used to be. There's, we've talked about this on the show before. There's a name for that. Yeah. For an iconic style of building that you can, you can identify from everywhere. Bongo Ron's Cigars and Lounge. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would have a cigar with Bongo Ron. I would, too. I like that one. I thought I just saw one that... Oh, never mind. I thought I saw one that that I was surprised you didn't mention, but I, I missed it. Big Humidor Cigar? That makes me think they may be compensating for something. <laughs> Probably. Well, they are in Delaware. <laughs> but anyway, so the full list, this is off of the Cigar Journal website. The full list of the stores where you can get this pack is there. I didn't really make uh, make it mention, so much mention of the pack as I wanted to talk about the names of the stores. Right. And all, names are important. If you name something poorly, it it's doomed to failure. Yeah, I completely agree. Names have power. Names have uh, the ability to elicit images and ideas in our minds. And I think, you know, it's 
whether you're naming a dog or a business or a street or a kid or a boat or whatever it is, yeah, I think it's got to be a lot more like a lot of boat naming going on in your life. <laughs> well, anytime we start, and this comes up in the news, and I wish I'd had an article because I, I read one about two or three weeks ago, and I meant to save it. Anytime they have a naming contest anymore. Inevitably, let's whether it's a boat or a house or a bridge or a tunnel, never doesn't matter. Someone inevitably comes up with whatever Mick whatever face because of Bodie McBoatface. And while the, I still think that was hilarious, the idea of being hilarious but not original, I think is is a problem that we have that it loses we must its impact. Fight head on. It's like this. I never want to meet a listener to the Cigar Cast who comes up to me and sticks his hand out and is wearing one of those shirts that says, I know things and I smoke cigars. It's what I do. Or whatever the Game of Thrones quote is that they have absolutely butchered and just threw cigar in there. Right. If you bought one of those shirts, throw it away. (laughs) This is Shane talking for your own good. Throw it away. It's what I do. I know things and I smoke. No, no. Terrible idea. And while you're at it, throw away the one that says keep calm and smoke a cigar while you're at it. Yeah, or uh, I'm smoking a cigar. Yes, I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah, just just toss them in the dumpster. And here's the thing. The best joke of all is when you have the really cool piece of Drew Estate swag and somebody recognizes it, that'll give you far more satisfaction than wearing around the equivalent of who farted in the cigar industry. So, you know, (laughs) but anyway. I thought who farted was in the winner circle. Probably. Anyway, FDA exploring from Halfwell. FDA exploring whether to require product standards for tobacco manufacturing. So this is how this went. All right, fellas, I've got us a solution. Uh, boss, don't we need a problem first? You're fired. That's exactly how this <laughs> FDA pulls these solutions out of their It's rectum. cute that you think that anyone ever gets fired in the government. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, the dumb, yeah, well, here's the thing. They fire anybody intelligent. They have to. No, they Statistic- never hire them to begin with. Uh, statistically, somebody would have had to slip in. Statistically, over the span of time that I have been of age to no government, Somebody with two brain cells to rub together would have had to slip into the government. So they are actively firing them and promoting idiots. Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, I had this argument with a building inspector one day. I said, why are you creating a solution where there is no problem? And he looked at me like I had just grew a third head. Like, I'm sure the guy would have looked at me that that thought 58% of people were asking Alexa for a realtor. But why, what is the purpose of... Okay, have you heard of anybody, that rash of deaths from poor manufacturing of cigars? Yeah, well, that was going to be my big thing when, when we talked about this, um, is show me, show me the data. This should be super simple. Show me the data that says anybody has died with a cause of death being cigars, first of all. Secondly, show me one scenario in all of humanity where that death was related to the poor construction or contamination thereby of a premium cigar. I guarantee you it doesn't exist. I'll take it a step further. I bet you can't find a machine-made cigar that's killed somebody. I'd, I'd venture to guess, but most of these lawsuits focus on the premium cigar industry, so I was trying to keep the focus on that. The, this is insane. 
This is an absolutely insane premise. Any judge should look at this and say, why? What's the purpose? Well, this was the big thing when the, when the FTA regulations originally came out however many years ago was one of the things that they were going to require were certain changes to the manufacturing process uh, because it's considered food grade because you put your mouth on it and it goes in your body. So they were going to have to do all of their production on stainless steel tables. And Well, if you've ever used a knife directly on stainless steel, you've only done it once before the knife got so dull you couldn't use it. Right. So what they were going to have to do is buy a whole bunch of stainless steel tables, cut the legs off to make them the right height for all of these rollers to be able to do their jobs, and then put butcher block on top right, of the stainless steel. Put a wood slab on top of it. Yeah, it's it, it it's that exact same thing all over again. It, it's stupid. It's yeah. just absolutely stupid. It it amazes me that stuff like this gets brought up. Name one person who's gotten sick from smoking a cigar that wasn't due to just nicotine overload. Right. Right. The. The, name one name one part of this process that proposes a danger to the average person. Especially considering the fact that it's fermented. So that, by nature, kills pretty much everything that's growing in it. And I've gotten young tobacco before. Mm-hmm. You've got young tobacco before. I have. I know the flavor of young tobacco. It doesn't make me sick. Right. It just doesn't taste good. Right. I mean, so, okay, so it's not fermented long enough? Well, that's still not going to kill you. Yeah. It's not even going to make you sick. No. There's other, you know. Meanwhile, we've got broccoli and spinach killing however many people and getting recalled every other year. But no, that's fine. Yeah, let, let's not let's not let's not get in the way of big spinach. Okay. <laughs> We're going to jump jump one that more. That's my nickname in high school. <laughs> okay. We're going to jump one more article. FDA says premium cigar review won't be done until spring 2022. Withdrawals ANRPM. What does this article mean? I've read it three times. I have no idea what they're saying. Okay. First, we've got to go back to 2018 when the ANPRM was first put into place. Basically, it's a formal document um, that shows that the FDA is reviewing something. Essentially, that's kind of their, that's that first document that they slap on the table and they say, all right, here's where we're headed, if I remember correctly. So then the last, last year, the FDA said basically that following that ANRPM, yeah, ANRPM, um, basically said that they didn't get any answers from that. Right. And that they they need to spend more taxpayer money hiring uh, NASEM to panel it. This is where I get lost a little bit. And admittedly, I should have read it more than once. Um, so essentially, it's the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, Medicine panel. And so basically, yeah, it's a it's a different study with a different nonsensical what acronym. What do you think their per hour is? Uh, each person or as a group? But, but, but just out of curiosity, if I if I wanted to hire NASEM to run a an analysis on a dog turd I found, what would I be spending? Seven fifty an hour. They seven fifty an hour. Something along along those lines. They are government contractors, after all, so it's not like they I, have. I gotta think this is this is because okay. So National Association of Science scientists they're not paid that great. 
engineers, they make bucks, and medicine, and then all the lawyers there, therein that have to get paid as part of an organization like this. Yeah. Got to be, got to bust a million wide open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time it's all said and done? Yeah. We're talking five million, I think. Yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. So, basically, FDA's too lazy to do the work. They'd rather blow my money to have somebody else do the work. So, um, I, this article, to me, makes no sense. And it's no fault of the article. I think the content makes no sense to any rational human being. No, and th- this goes back to your exact, what you said about the other article. It's, it's a solution in, in search of a problem. Basically, they decided they were going to go after the, the cigar industry. They commissioned a study three years ago that returned no results to justify their position. So now they're throwing more money at people to try and find a legitimate excuse for why they're doing what they want to do, and they can't do it. Well, and it's funny. Why does government work this way? Because, you know, it happens all the times in the building business. Okay, here's the problem. We're about to sue the city of Thompson Station. We call city of Thompson Station city attorney, and they say, oh, we're about to get sued. Y'all guys better hire a lawyer. Yeah. You're the city attorney. What are you doing? <laughs> Guiding traffic at up to $350 an hour? <laughs> Guiding traffic of lawsuits. Yeah. Oh, this one goes to this department. This, this one goes to that department. Yeah. We're all incompetent. Let's what go are, What here. are we paying you for? Right. No, I'm just, ugh. But anyway, okay. So give me your, well, when we get back, I yep. want you to give me your blush on the um, the Camacho factory. What? Unleashed. Unleashed. And I'll talk about the Cordoba and Morales, and I, th- I think we're going to have two vastly different opinions on what's going that's on where in this life. Was headed. All right, well, we'll be back with that more after this. Welcome back to the Cigar Cast. Is one of your hosts, Shane, sitting across from Trey, who has to tell me which of these three bump jokes is better. Okay. I've, ha- I've had a busy bump joke week. It sounds like it. And, all, and I, I've just, I've got to decide which one's better, because they're all a little probably deeper than they should be. Okay. My first one is, he once found himself parked diagonally in a parallel universe. I like that one. That, that one's okay? That one sounds, I mean, yeah, it's a bit... <laughs> It's a bit eccentric, but I'll allow it. Now, this this one's deep. Everybody get out their medical dictionary. In a band called Darto's Tunic. <laughs> I'm glad you got that one. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that one's pretty good. Everybody will have to pull out. And then from our, from our experiences yesterday, had to ground his daughter this week for calling him a muggle. <laughs> That, see, that's one of the really nice things about being deaf is that I don't remember her doing that. Did she do that while we were at one of the houses oh, yesterday? Oh no! But oh. it seemed, but she was in such a Harry Potter mood. Ever said a stairs was where the kids stayed. Oh yeah, and yeah. She was telling me about the wand she made and all of these things. I just, I knew at some point this weekend you got called a Muggle. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. I just, the, the, you know, level, luckily enough, I didn't have to hear it. That's the nice thing. You just turn the hearing aids off and the chatter stops. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a miracle. More people should go deaf. How often do you turn the hearing aids off after the podcast? <laughs> More often than you realize. I have no doubt. But anyway, okay. 
So, tell me about Factory Unleashed. It's all right. Okay. The one I smoked tasted super young. So, I was it tastes like I'm <laughs> It tastes like I'm a Nazi. <laughs> and yes, I'm going to explain that. It tastes like burning books. Huh, interesting. It tasted, yeah. Because I, I said when I, like, on the cold draw, it tasted like paper. It tasted like old library books smell. Um, and I'm getting more and more of that. It's very dry. It's drying my palate out, which I have not experienced in a very long time. So, But I, I do know that Honduran and Nicaraguan tobaccos are going to do that to me. So that's not... It's... I wouldn't say... It's not... It's definitely not the youngest tobacco in a cigar that I've ever smoked. I mean, it's yes, it's got a twinge of that, but it's not so overwhelming with that ammonia piece. Well, so it's been sitting in the humidor there where you bought it for about three weeks now. So some of it may have aged out, because when I got them, they had literally just popped the top off the crate. Has it been out that long? Yeah, it's been two or three weeks. Okay. Well, it was, I smoked it the week before I went on my camping trip. Oh, and that okay. was two weeks ago. So yeah, yeah. Th- three weeks or so. So, I, you know, I literally got the ones they just popped the top off the ammo crate. It came in and handed me a cigar, and I smoked it, and it tasted super young. So, yeah, I think that must have been a product of this. It's because it, it's got kind of that, yeah, it's, a, it's an old library book, kind of a um, an old attic kind of smell and flavor to it, which I don't hate. But, uh, you know, and this is my kind of, this is my concern this is their foray into the budget world, right? And you've got the Buffalo Tin that retails sub $6. You've got the Factory Smoke that retails for sub $6. You've got the Charter Oak, which is right around that six fifty range. You've got the and Knuckle Buster. You've got... Yeah. yeah. And then you've got this bad boy knocking the door at 8 And... I would rather have a thousand charter oaks before I had another one of these. And probably will. And, and I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it. And I will find myself in a humidor where this is their only budget option because as a cigar shop owner, you're thinking, I don't want to bring in a whole lot of that really budget stuff because then I'm going to, you know, too much of my inventory is going to be spent at a lower price point. So you can do this, and the margins are still good, and the and the ticket price stays up, you know, around what it was three years ago, prior to all the recent price increases. So I kind of I see the, I see the benefit, and I see the value as a cigar shop owner. I don't necessarily know that I see the benefit as a consumer because this is the price that their other cigars should be already. Absolutely, at least within a dollar of it. Well, so let me tell you about the Cordoba Morales seasons. You know exactly they wanted this to feel like a spring cigar. There's floral is a harsh word. Doesn't have to be. Well, everybody when they think floral they in think tobacco, fruity. well, yeah, they just think that overpowering grandmama's perfume floral. This isn't that floral. This is a wildflower meadow floral. Yeah, this this Subtle. is walking early in the morning with fresh honeysuckle type floral. This is, uh, you know, executed absolutely wonderfully. Uh, Master Blender accidentally did that. That being said, eh, it's not my palate. Okay. 
Now, I can see how somebody could love this cigar. Now, if you were smoking that walk in Ace in the morning, not that you smoke a cigar while you walk Ace in the morning, but... Still still probably wouldn't be my palate. Because it doesn't have the crispness that you want out of something yeah, it like doesn't, that. Yeah, it doesn't have the, the layers of tobacco. It doesn't have the tobaccoology that I would like to have put into it. You know, it's it, it tastes like what it says. I mean, yeah. they absolutely set out to make a spring cigar. It's absolutely a spring cigar, but I don't like spring cigars. Yeah. So it's, I mean, in terms in terms of their accuracy hitting the target that they were aiming at, it's, it's dead on bullseye. But it's just not a target you want to take home. Yeah, it's not my palate. Yeah. All right. So let's jump real quick. One more Father's Day story. And then we'll wrap up Father's Day for 2021. Did you see the post I made on our page this week about my Father's Day gift? How yeah. awesome is that? A, a new ladder. A ladder. A la- oh, you didn't have a, you didn't have didn't a ladder have beforehand? <laughs> exactly. And so it's really hard to get a house ready to sell without a ladder. You must have a if you own, If you own a house, you almost have to own a ladder. You definitely need to own a pickup truck. That helps a tremendous amount. Well, as, as we talked about after the show last week, there will be one in my future, but it's going to be about five, six years from now. Yeah, de- de- depending on how much money that realtor makes you spend on your house. Uh, <laughs> timing may vary, but we'll find out. But anyway, okay, so Men's Journal. Now, I'm sometimes a little too quick to point out when somebody goes down a wrong road. But I like to think I'm fair, and I think Men's Journal did a great job with this article, The Best Humidor to Get Your Dad for Father's Day. Now, they're web developer, not so much. Yeah, so when originally earlier today I read this article, it was a much better article, and now something has gone around their page, but I'm going to work it from memory. Every time I refresh it, I lose something from the article. <laughs> yeah, get, I'm, I'm, down to, I'm down to one item on the list. So humidors for your dad, not a bad idea. Now, the, prob- the biggest problem in humidors is the amount of bad humidors out there. True. I mean, that's, that's always been my problem with humidors is there's so many terrible, terrible humidors out there. You know, you can buy a $20 humidor that absolutely is terrible or a $200 humidor that's absolutely awesome, and you can't really tell the difference in the look. Yeah. It's hard. It's just hard to tell. Yeah, because it's a, you know, the, the construction on a humidor is a game of millimeters. Yeah, I mean, anybody can build a wood box. Exactly. Out of Spanish cedar. But building a wood box out of Spanish cedar that will hold humidity is an art. Mm-hmm. So, but we've always talked about easy mode is the travel case. And I find it interesting that they chose this particular one um, from Pardo. Right, cigar caddy is kind of the standard in the industry. Yeah, but at twenty three bucks for a fifteen box, that's a that's a really good price. And you can even do a hack and run to Harbor Freight. Yeah, they have these little ceiling cases that are just as good, and at a third of the price. And you can get them. Um, the The ones I really like are um, are meant to be tackle boxes. And you can get them at uh, like Bass Pro Shops and places like that. They have a clear top. So it's just easier to kind of see what you've got going on in there. And I, I like I like knowing what I'm going after before I open the lid. Well, the Bovita pack has made humidors better. Because oh, yeah. you can take any anything that seals, you can take Granny's Tupperware as long as it seals, throw a Bovita pack in there, snap that dude down, you've got a humidor. Exactly. So the Bovita pack is really more important than the humidor. 
So if you're just starting out, your dad's just getting into cigars and you want to give him something that he can carry to the golf course and protect his cigars. Yeah. The cigar caddy, the Porto, Pardo, Porto, Pardo, the Harbor Freight version, any of these sealing containers like this. Great. Absolutely. Now, I think a step up a notch is the jar. And all you can store your cigars vertical. I love the clear acrylic jar humidors. Right. You can find them on Amazon really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are even fancy and have a little thing in the top that you can wet with water. Don't do it. Just buy a Bovita pack. Right. Um, throw in there ever so often. Buy a Bovita pack. A lot of good cigar bars. When you go in there, if the, you buy seven or eight cigars, they throw a Bovita pack in with it for free anyway. And the jar is a good step up because the jar looks like he's a little more seasoned smoker. Also, he can kind of see what he's got in there. Show off a little bit what you got. Yeah, so the jar is a nice step up from that. Um, Three-finger cases, kind of the same thing. I'm not a huge fan. You know, it's just not my... I I usually carry my either in like a five, like a, a, a travel case that'll hold five, or just in whatever bag they gave me when I bought them. I, I very rarely have a use for a three-finger case. The problem with a three-finger case is if you smoke a wide variety of sizes of cigars. Yeah. If you smoke Robusto, Toro, and Gordo, then you're either not going to fit one of those cigars in or all the others are going to rattle around. Yeah, exactly. And and also, if, you know, if you're going to be gone for... I usually have... You know, if I'm if I'm buying cigars for like a night or somewhere where I would be going and and justify taking a three finger case with me, I'm gonna have a really hard time narrowing down the cigars I have into the three that might fit what I want to smoke later in the evening. But now I will tell you, the single aluminum case I love. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of looks like the flasher they used in Men in Black. Looks like I'm going right. to erase somebody's memory when I whip it out. Yeah, I've got one of those, too. But that's great because if you're going, you know, when I'm deer hunting, I can cut a cigar, throw it in there, and all I'm carrying is my lighter and my cigar. I can throw it in my backpack. It can roll around. It can bang against the knife. It don't matter. When we went to Key West back in April, um, I had um, that Padron that I took with me that I've been sitting on for a year. And that it was great because I went to a humidor around here. And because I couldn't find my standalone tube, and I just bought a cigar that was in tubo, and then I took that cigar out, put the other one in, and it's the same basic. If you want to get one for free, basically, and just see how much you're going to use it, that's a great way to do it. So the classic desktop humidor. We've talked about this subject to death on this show, um, so so I'm not going to hit the don't go glass top very hard, but I will say that in recent years. The technology with digital uh, hydrometers has gotten so much better that that's really a feature that I would be looking for if I were buying another humidor right now. Well, and this is one of those times when you really want to buy from a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. Because a good brick and mortar has seasoned these humidors before you get them. Or or they will once you buy it. Or that you can ask them to season it for you. But ask us to inquire as to the seasoning, because if the cigar humidor is seasoned properly, you should be able to put a dollar bill, shut it, and not be able to pull the dollar bill out. And I will say this about that, too. You should be able to do that before you season it. 
because if now within, but you really have to have a, a niche touch to be able to determine the difference because it's going to swell, but it's not going to swell that much. Right. So, you know, seasoning is not going to make up for a whole lot of of gap there, well, but it will do some of the work. Yeah, and when I say not be able to pull a dollar bill out, I don't mean you hire Haftor Bjortsen. To no. come in here as the world's strongest man, and he puts his foot against the humidor and jerks on the dollar bill, and it stays in there. I'm just saying you, you feel a good deal of resistance trying to pull that dollar bill out. But again, it's a game of millimeters, you know. And so, what may feel like resistance before, you know, after seasoning may not be enough resistance, you know, or or barely any resistance is not going to be made up for once you season it. But you know, those are. Those are just some pretty good, mm-hmm. easy, easy stuff to follow into. And uh, all right, so I'm skipping an article, and I'm going to hit this article because it leads to our topic. Okay. Cigar Rights of the World launched. Okay, so yesterday, Jeremiah Mirapafel publicly announced the launch of Cigar Rights of the World, global platform whose goal is protecting cigar passionados rights. See, you could have just avoided the word altogether. Oh, the first per- next person calls me a passionado. I'm tying them to a railroad tracks and I'm running over in my trains nightly whiplash style. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's just a... The whole thing, I guess the reason I hate it is the whole thing is so fluffy. Yeah, well, so I appreciate what they're trying to do. I appreciate the spirit behind this because not everybody who enjoys cigars is what you would call an aficionado. They don't have all of what we would call cigar nerds. Not everybody who enjoys cigars gets really wrapped up in the nuts and bolts of it, the behind the scenes, the who blended it, who rolled it, you know, where did it come from. But a passionado kind of fulfills that sort of somebody who enjoys, they don't necessarily have to be you know, a wealth of knowledge on the subject, but it's something they enjoy. And I, I don't like the word choice. I think it's really just pretentious for needlessly. So, uh, but I can at least appreciate what they were trying to do. Well, and a, a quick word about the logo. The logo is terrible. It's a fist. That's yeah. That's some serious uh, imagery appropriation right there. Well, no, it's the palm side of the fist facing out. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a symbol that Trey knows exactly it was what more I'm. More of thinking. a gesture. Yeah, more of a gesture. And uh, why is it not holding a cigar? Yeah, that I if mean, if your cigar rights of the world, how easy this should be what it looks like. Not this. Right. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but anyway, this brings us... For those of you playing the whole home game, make a light fist, slightly, mostly open, and then just move it up and... No, never mind. Imagine you're using a shake weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll give you pretty much all the detail you need to know from from this one. I mean, that's, I, I, de- I didn't see that, obviously. I saw something else. But it's... Yeah, I think it's a... And it's a bunch of word vomit. It's just cigar rights of the world in various fonts, orientations, and sizes. And I, I just don't... It's, it's like it's trying too hard to be hip. So this brings me to our topic. Why do people wish to suck the joy out of life for others? Now, let me, let me run the whole thing before you start formulating an answer. Okay. You know, I always believe, ask the question... 
then explain the question in context. Don't make you wait through 10 trailers to get the question. I'm always going to yeah. ask the question first, and then I'm going to give you the what leads me to ask this question. How many times have you been sitting with a cigar somewhere out in public wonderfully, just enjoying the pure, unadulterated joy of smoking a cigar, and somebody comes up, and the fact that you're enjoying that cigar destroys their worldview? They must say, those are going to kill you. Or, do you know those are bad for you? Or, oh, your smoke stinks, or something like that. And you just think, what's the rest of your life like? Right. But you you just say, to, you just you know, and people have told, asked me, oh, well, aren't you afraid you're going to die? If I die tomorrow from cigars, the amount of joy they've added to the years I've had makes it a well, well worth it. Right. The people I've got to meet, the things I've got to do, the places I've got to go. But this is a bigger, this is globally and all, and it's on both sides of the spectrum. You know, on the right side of the spectrum, I talk to people, oh, they're going to try to take our guns, and they're going and they, and they're not just into that. They're committed to that. They're going to be disappointed if they're not burning books and trying to steal our guns tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And then the other side is, oh, well, you're just self-centered, and you're willing to kill people because you want to criminalize homelessness, or you want to do this, or you want to do that. And they, they just... You um, couldn't resist taking oh, no. the pot shot. But, so... No, I think you meant this. <laughs> the... On both sides of the spectrum, there's these joy suckers roaming around. And then if you look at me, hold on, I ain't done yet. I know you're chomping at the bit. Pull back on the reins. Um, then, and, but you look and how it's the the Oscar nominee. The when was the last comedy to ever win an Oscar? <laughs> Has it ever happened? Uh, yes. And uh, I mean, airplane, blazing saddles. These should be Oscar-winning movies. No, they're not. no, they shouldn't because that's Sh- not what the Oscars are for. That's not. I mean, because a comedy. Th- if the Oscar is the best movie of the year, and the best movie of, the, and I defy you to take the year airplane come out and find me a better movie that came out that year. Okay, I have homework. You have homework. I and I love that movie. Just to be clear on that. Yeah, but. And then music, it started with 90s, the worst music in the world, where everybody was depressed and hated their dad. And it's branched off, and now there's just unbridled joy is becoming, you almost have to hide the fact that you're celebrating life. Well, so, you know, early on you brought up the issues surrounding sort of politics, and I think that in and of itself is a joy suck. Anybody who looks at the world through a political lens is not likely to be a happy person. There's just no way for it to be. Yeah, nobody smiles while watching CNN or Fox News. Uh, yeah, and unless you're one of the anchors thinking about all the millions you're getting paid to sit there and blow. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was thinking smoke, not that, but, you know, if the if the shoe fits. So. But the other, you know, the other side of it, um, whether it's whether it's the fact that cigars are going to kill you, whether it's and I completely lost what your last frame. Oh, the the movie, the Oscar the thing. The, the, yeah. the movies, the music, so, the culture around being miserable. Well, so here's the thing, though. Show me one amazing piece of art that was born out of celebration and. I can show you 20. I mean, but there's not that much. Hatari? 
the famous John Wayne movie that is nothing but pure joy? Yeah, but I, no, but Blazing I'm saying Saddles, I'm nothing s- but pure joy. The, the finished product, yes, but you know, Mel Brooks is not just an an unbridled ball of of happiness and energy. When I met him, it was. <laughs> But well, yeah. But he was also on at that point. My my point is, if if you look throughout history, art almost always, at least the art that we remember hundreds of years later, almost always born out of some type of um, uh, overcoming some adversity. So is the argument that you must embrace misery in order to create art? I'm not getting your argument. Yeah, a, a little bit. A, a little bit. I'm I don't saying, buy it. I'm, I'm not saying it's a hard, fast rule, but I'm saying it's the vast majority. It's My greatest plans are born of people that I enjoy working with. But as we've talked many, 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 many times before on the show, you and I are not the yardstick for, for anything. You and I walk through life a little bit differently than the average person. And I think... Largely, that's because of the amount of time we dedicate it to being introspective as a, as a byproduct of the time we spend smoking cigars. Look at me bringing that around. Well, it's also the podcast. It's yeah. also that we, that, we decide, that we came into the podcast with the proper attitude of don't care if nobody listens, we're going to do it and enjoy ourselves. You know, and it's, I heard a phrase recently that I don't necessarily, I mean, I understand where they were coming from, but I don't necessarily know if I buy that it's a problem. It was the idea of toxic positivity. And I get it what, you know, um, a, a, a close close friend of mine had a death in the family recently. You know, is it going to help them if I say, well, at least they're not in pain anymore. And at least, the, and I'm constantly trying to show them the upside of burying their dad. No. That, that there's a time and a place. So, uh, so that's kind of the idea of po- toxic positivity is always being up, always being happy, always just uh, only for the sake of be- appearing to be positive and happy. And I don't think that's healthy either. But I think having an appreciation for, you know, rich people, what, what's the expression of rich people aren't rich because of what they have? Rich people aren't happy because of what they have rich people are happy or people are happy because they're, I, I, it, it's about owning your circumstances. I, I, it was, I, I didn't get my point across, but at least it was poorly said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least it was roundly confusing. <laughs> All right, everybody stop scratching your head. You're going to set your hair on fire with that cigar in your hand. But so I understand what you're saying. If every day's a sunny day, what's a sunny day? Mm-hmm. I understand that concept, but I do think that societally the pendulum has swung too far. I think so, too. I blame social media and the 24-hour news cycle uh, kind of ahead of everything else. I think there's this sort of gloom and doom over everything, which is, you know, we've got to save the planet. We've got to protect these people. We've got to make sure that this isn't them and the bunny rabbits and the foxes and the whatever. And it becomes, and we become so entrenched in our fear of the worst that we stop, completely stop thinking about the best and and the optimal. And and I, I think, you know, to go back to kind of your original point about being a happiness suck, you know, for other people, I think how you manage these sort of things internally has, says less about you than how you manage them externally. You know, I can be having a miserable day and if I... If I put that on you, 
then now I've got a problem twofold. You know, that's my responsibility is not to burden you with that. You know, um, if you're doing something I don't like, I can easily just walk away. Exactly. I don't have to correct that behavior because it's not mine to correct. Well, and yeah, it, here's the thing. I can assure you, I will never do anything to you for your own good. To me, that's the beginnings of evil. It's a height of hubris. We, we must protect these people from themselves. They must wear masks. They must wash every 22 seconds. We must protect people from themselves because they're too dumb to protect themselves. When you start doing things to others under the guise of for their own good, you're, you're rapidly walking down that road to perdition. Yeah, because no one knows their own good but the individual. Right, and, that, and that's what ticks me off about both sides of the political parties. Right. Both sides have that hubris of, We know oh, better than you. The common man doesn't know. Right. We're the Illuminati. We know. We're in charge. We should be making the judgments for you. Yeah. And then they get very mad when you question their judgments. Right. And I'll, But so many people just fall in line with their judgments. Yeah. So many just sheeple just fall right in line with the judgments and I, I just you know it, go, it goes back to you know we talked a lot about fathers last week mm-hmm. when I was little I thought my father knew everything when I was a teenager I thought my father knew nothing and when I started really enjoying my father was when I realized he was human and both things were true yeah you know, that he had the benefit of experience in a lot of situations, and in a lot of situations, that experience constrained him to the changing of the times. Mm-hmm. And all, but just spread joy. Spread yeah. it one cigar at a time. And I think, you know, and that doesn't mean that if you're having a bad day that you owe it to everybody to, you know, kind of put that secondary to others' enjoyment. Yeah, stay home. But I think we should... No, but I, all, I do think we all have a responsibility to bring a little sunshine to the world. I, I think that should be our first goal. And then everything else is secondary. Make the world a better place. Yeah, just, in, just enjoy life. Just take a moment when you're sitting on the river bank and it's night and you can see the lights of the dam in the distance. Take a moment Getting just... Getting a little self-referential sure. over here. Take a moment, just be thankful to your creator that you're getting to do that. Just live that moment. Suck the marrow out of every bone that moment has to offer you. And I, and I think the, the what's next, the instant gratification and all that, I think erodes that. I think you really, especially in the age we live in, have to be cognizant of that. Yeah, I think so too. And I'll, but okay, so rate for me, Factory Unleashed. Uh, I've been thinking about this for the last few minutes and really trying to figure out where I'm landing on this. I, I am going to give it the benefit of the price point. Even though it, it still doesn't compete very well in its price point, it is still a Camacho for under $8. I'm going to go four and three quarters. I can't give it a five. I want to give it a five. I can't give it a five. See, it was three and a half for me. Yeah. Because there's some cigars you smoke them and the tobacco's a little young, but you know that it's going to age out and they're going to get better. That's not. This is, I mean, <laughs> it's a little, you know, so four being not good, not, or um, 
not really good, but not bad either. Yeah, five being good, not great. Four being... Uh, not yeah. really good or bad, just very middle of the road. Right. If I had no other choice... It's slightly better than dead on center. So it's it's slightly better than not good, not bad. It's yeah, see, better I got than it that. It's slightly below average. Okay. And I was, it's kind of where I at. So the Cordoba Morales... It deserves a better rating than I'm going to give it. Right. I will say that up front. We went into detail on that earlier. And, I'll, you know, I'm going to give it a five. A good, not great. And I'll, it's a firm five for me. But if somebody walked up to me and said, that's a six, I could get behind them. Yeah. If somebody walked up to me and said, that's a three, I could probably get behind them. Well, so much of what we do when we rate on this show is very subjective. You know, we don't we don't fall into, you know, some of these other rating Avenues where they take a lots of you know sort of objective evidence in in factor with it, but if we were to do that, you know they they absolutely set out to accomplish what they wanted to. The construction has been brilliant. Absolutely, the draw is perfect. Yeah. So in terms of the nuts and bolts and the things that they can control, the one thing they can't control is whether or not it's going to suit your palate. Sure. But. As a bystander, it looks like everything else that they could control, they nailed it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, master, masterfully done by a master blender, just not my palate. Yeah, I mean that's that's really it. Probably deserves a better rating than I get. If somebody, I would absolutely if they were in the shop that I happened to be in, and somebody said, "Hey, recommend me one," and I knew their palate lended toward that floral type cigar. Yeah. Um, if you like the El Rey de Mundo, you'll probably like this. Okay. And all that's that's kind of the direction I would point you now. If you're a person that absolutely hates the floral notes in a cigar, I won't point you toward this. Right. So, yeah. I, th- I think that's kind of a, that's as fair as I can be. I'll be interested to catch their fall and winter when it comes around. Yeah, I will too. I would de- and Cordova and Morales, whatever they make, I'm going to smoke. Exactly. They, they've got, they're like Hiram and Solomon. They got that reputation. Mm-hmm. And also, how do they get hold of us? All righty. You can reach us on Facebook.com slash The Cigar Cast. We're on Instagram and Twitter at The Cigar Cast. And you can reach us via email at info at thecigarcast.com. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Until next week, have a great cigar and think well of us. Mm-hmm.